Oh, it's a very good morning to you, Marlins Nation, on this fifth day of April. Thanks for making Marlins Rewind a part of your day. I'm Steven Strom. What a night at Lone Depot Park it was as Sandy was absolutely sizzling last night in Miami. A complete game shutout, gave up just three hits and struck out five. Marlins win one nothing and move to two and four. Before we go to Kyle, what did we learn today? Scoring first for this team is going to be imperative to wins this season. I think it gives the players a ton of confidence, but most importantly, this staff some confidence. This game was very similar to the win against New York Friday night. Score first, pitch, play defense, and win. It's not going to be like this every game, especially what kind of performance that Sandy took out last night but scoring first I think is going to be the way to go if you are Miami all right for the recap here's the radio voice of your Miami Marlins Kyle Seeloff boy I'll tell you what I hope nobody takes for granted what we have witnessed here in Miami since 2018 from the 27 year old all-star twice and now the National League Cy Young Award winner Sandy Alcantara who for the fifth time tonight tossed the fifth complete game shutout of his career. Sandy Alcantara led the world in complete games last season with six. More than three quarters of the teams combined in all of Major League Baseball. And in his second start of 2023, Sandy twirls an absolute gem here at Lone Depot Park tonight in front of nearly 11,000. The Marlins upend the Twins 1-0, 1-0. And the Marlins improved to 2-4. The Minnesota Twins are now 4-1, but the story of the night is Sandy Alcantara. Nine shutout innings of three hit, one walk, five strikeout baseball. Uh, Jeff Nelson, that was a lot of fun here tonight. I don't know what more you can say about him, what other superlatives there are, but Sandy Alcantara is bar none the best pitcher in all of major league baseball well he proved it tonight but what did we talk about how do you end the the one in four start well number 22 will end everything for you and that's sandy alcantara what a gem that he threw you know just listen to jacob stallings on the post game you know he they altered their game plan because he had such a good sinker they wanted to go up and pitch up in the zone a little bit more and i was like wow i mean the twins were really aggressive especially early, and Sandy did just a, such a great job of, of pitching him backwards. Starting out, a lot of, lot of change-ups early, a lot of sliders. He had his slider working through that quite a bit tonight, more so than I probably have ever seen him throw, and he finished him off with the hard stuff. He's 98 miles an hour. Uh, the hit, two hits that the – or the three hits that they got off of Sandy were very – I mean, weren't even hit hard. You know, a little blooper by Correa. You had the infield hit. There, the very first hit of the game. You, you did have a line drive to right field off of Larnick, but what a tremendous job. You, you know, he walked one. He struck out five, 100 pitches, 100 pitches. He had 81 pitches going in or after seven, and we were wondering, okay, I'd say 110 tonight, right? Well, he threw 100 pitches. 100 pitches on the button, and break this down for me. 30 sinkers, 29 change-ups, 22 sliders, and 19 fastballs. That's a nice mix of everything. It was, and, and he, he controlled the zone, and you had the perfect, you know, you had the perfect umpire behind there, too. You know, Laz Diaz is a pitcher's umpire. He, he 
called it consistency, consistent on both sides. He gives you a little bit off the plate. He calls the pitch down. Doesn't really give you that high strike, but he'll give you that low strike, and he'll give you a couple inches off the plate, and that's where both pitchers on Maeda and also Sandy lived, and you got the call. And, you know, not that it makes it any easier, but when you know you're not – if you just miss off, you're still going to get that pitch. It helps you as a pitcher. You know, Sandy got that, and he just cruised. I mean, it's, 100 pitches was effortless tonight by Sandy. If you can break this down for us, mechanically, what looked different tonight? Well, when that first start when he's flying open with his front shoulder, he was really pulling off his fastball. You saw a lot of fastballs on the first base side of the plate. And that's him opening up. He didn't stay closed. So a lot of times what gets you back into rhythm, gets your mechanics back, is throwing that change up and throwing the breaking ball. Because you have to stay back over the rubber and you have to get on top of the baseball. You cannot leak forward. You cannot open up because you're not going to throw those pitches for strikes. And that first outing when he did walk four and he gave up a few hits, the changeup was up in the zone. He didn't have the sink like he had tonight. He stayed back. He was over the rubber. He broke his hands where he should. He kept that front shoulder closed, and you saw a lot of good sinking change-ups, a lot of good sliders. And I even thought in the first couple innings with his fastball, he was still pulling it. And he went back to, okay, I'm going to start off speed early, soft early, and then that'll get me gathered again and and controlled over the rubber, and then I'll explode with the fastball. And that's what he did. He carried that through the nine innings. An hour and 57 minutes. Well, we thought that, you know, with the pitch clock, you know, we were talking that there's going to be a time that there's going to be a game under two hours this season. I didn't think it was going to be, what, in the sixth game. Uh Nelly, before I let you go, I mean, not uh, a ton to talk about here on the offensive side, but Avi Garcia was two for four in game one last night, and he comes to the plate against Kenta Maeda in the second inning. He gets a pitch clock violation called on him and then proceeds in the same at bat to slug one out into the seats and left, and that homer and that one massive swing held up for the Marlins this evening. Well, Maeda pitched a terrific game in his five innings. He had nine punch outs. He didn't walk a, a Marlin hitter, and he just left a slider that stayed up and really didn't do anything. The only slider that he threw to the Marlins that didn't have that down and away break to a righty. It stayed up in the zone, and he crushed it. And it's nice to see. You know, again, you had an opportunity. The Marlins did there in the sixth inning when you had first and third with one out and you couldn't pull, put across that extra run, that, that insurance run that you would have loved to have as a 2 nothing game instead of a one nothing game. But they got the big home run. They got the big win, and they leaned on their ace. And, you know, sometimes your offense and your team has to lean on their best player. That's exactly what the Marlins did. They leaned on Sandy. And now you're 1-1. You have a rubber game tomorrow, and I know you have Pablo going on the other side. The Marlins hitters know exactly what he's going to feature. He does feature a little bit better of a better slider than he has had when he was with the Marlins, but you also have Lazardo on the mound. He pitched terrific he was in the, his first out. Well, the first time through the rotation, Jesus Lazardo was the best that the Marlins right. had to offer. Now, you played for a long time, Nelly. Talk to me about the importance, and I understand. We're going to show up tomorrow morning, and tomorrow's an entirely new day. But there, to me, has got to be some momentum you can feed off of from this thing tonight well it's better than going one and five i mean steven talked about it earlier in the pregame that you know it's 
a lot better going two and four, and you have a chance to win a series yeah. tomorrow, and then you go up to New York yeah. and facing a team that beats you three out of four, and you, you want to try to get a little revenge. So uh, you rode your ace, and, and now you have that could be, in my opinion, one of the best lefties in the game if he puts it all together, he, and he can. He's got a terrific arm in Jesus Luzardo. Uh, he threw great his first outing, and now he has a chance to win a series for this team tomorrow and head up to New York on a good on a good flight. What'd you make of Kenta Maeda coming off the Tommy John surgery? Hadn't pitched since 21. He was pretty darn good. I guess he left with an injury, though. We'll find out more at some point. Yeah, he might have had a little zinger we saw in the, in the clubhouse or in the dugout that he was just walking up. His training staff didn't seem too concerned about it, and it was probably time for him to come out. I mean, he probably had 80 pitches. Uh, his his limit that he was going to throw. He threw 79, and he was probably going to come out of the ball game anyway. But you know he mixed it up well. He doesn't. He's not overpowering. He had nine punch outs. He did climb the ladder up and into some righties. You saw a lot of splits, a lot of good splits to left-handed hitters for the Marlins, and also a lot of sliders down and away. And besides that one mistake he made to Garcia, he was pretty good. He was pretty nasty. And if he's healthy in this, not he's not injured. The Twins are pretty happy with that outing going forward. Wow. A uh, complete game shutout by Sandy Alcantara, his first complete game of the season after he tossed six all of last season, and he just blanked the Twins in an hour and 57 minutes at Lone Depot Park here tonight. Uh, Nelly, let's uh, do it one final time. A rubber match coming up tomorrow at 110. Yeah, and there might not be any undefeated teams after tonight. Tampa Bay is losing to the Nationals, and the Twins lost their first game of the year. Twins and Tampa Bay, the final two remaining unbeatens in baseball coming into tonight. One of them has fallen. We'll see if the Rays will, too. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up shortly, but uh, Nelly, see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully a series win. Hey, that sounds good to me. All right, let's take a look at the highlights from tonight's ball game. There weren't uh, a ton of them, but the ones that we did have were mightily important. And on the offensive side of things, the only highlight the Marlins needed tonight was when Avi Garcia came to the plate with nobody on and one out in the bottom of the second inning facing Kenta Maeda. Garcia, after his violation, he swings and hits a high towering drive deep to left field. Pitch clock violation doesn't matter. Garcia goes deep. It's 1-0 Miami. Believe it or not, about uh, an hour and 25 minutes ago, we were saying, goodness gracious, the Marlins have got to find a way to score again. They've got to find a way to get Sandy Acontra uh, a little bit more support. Well, uh, they didn't, and Sandy didn't need it, and he took it upon himself to win this game tonight. That home run, by the way, from Garcia gave the Marlins a 1-0 lead, and for each Marlins run scored at home this season, Lone Depot is going to donate $50 to the Miami Marlins Foundation. Money contributed will help to expand youth baseball and softball opportunities at the Boys and Girls Club of Miami-Dade. So Sandy Alcantara was off and running in this ball game tonight. He was perfect through three innings, and he was perfect through three and two-thirds before Trevor Larnick's two-out single in the fourth inning. Uh, but that went for naught when Jose Miranda batted after Larnick, and he lined out to right field. Sandy Alcantara needed only four pitches to get through the fifth. He allowed a one-out single in the sixth inning but worked around that. The only leadoff batter to reach base for the Minnesota Twins tonight was Trevor Larnick, who walked in the seventh inning. But Sandy erased all the other Twins in the seventh with a ground out, a strikeout, and a flyout. In the eighth inning, Sandy was perfect. Castro flew out to left field. Vasquez, Vasquez pardon me, struck out swinging. 
And take a listen to this highlight. Uh, let's see. Michael A. Taylor came to bat with nobody out and two on. Top of the eighth inning. It was uh, just a ball game that was flying by, and Sandy was just in need of outs, and he was getting them quickly. Two and two to Michael A. Taylor. Here's the pitch. Swing at a ground ball back up the middle right at Luisa Rice, who has it. Throws on to first, and the inning is over. Sandy Alcantara is through eight innings of shutout baseball here at Lone Depot Park in his second start of the season tonight. Marlins couldn't get anything in the bottom of the eighth inning, but it didn't matter on this gorgeous Tuesday night with the roof and the walls open at Lone Depot Park in Miami. Nick Gordon led off the ninth inning. He grounded out to Gene Segura for the first out of the ninth. Carlos Correa then dunked a little bloop single into center field. And Correa was at first base representing the tying run in the top of the ninth inning. There was one out, and the man coming to bat for the Twins was the right fielder, Trevor Larnick. Nothing and one to count to Larnick. Here's the pitch. He swings and hits a ground ball. Behind the bag at second. Birdie has it. Steps on the bag. Throws to first, and the ball game is over. Sandy Alcantara, in his second start of the season, has fired his first complete game of the season. It's the fifth complete game shutout of this All-Star and Cy Young Award winner's career. Marlins win it 1-0 at Lone Depot Park on this Tuesday night in Miami. We'll take a break and take a look at He is unbelievable, folks. Sandy Alcantara, in his second start of the season, fires a complete game shutout, the fifth of his very, very young career. Wow. Um, I don't know what more there is to say about Sandy. It was evident in about the sixth or the seventh inning when his pitch count was at 65, 70, 75 pitches. And then he got through the eighth. As soon as he got the ground out by Taylor when he induced that ground ball the second of the eighth inning, it was apparent quickly that if you're Skip Schumacher or anybody on the bench, you better keep your rear end seated because if you go and even think about looking at Sandy Alcantara and nevertheless speak to him, it wasn't going to end well for you. And I think that point was made very clear because Sandy walked to the far end of the Marlins dugout, and he went right down the tunnel like he customarily does, and he might have had to have rearranged that jersey. And then he came back out, and he sat at the far end of the dugout, and no conversation was needed because I'm telling you right now, this Marlins bullpen is good, but there's nobody better than Sandy Alcantara when he has a chance to fire a complete game. And Sandy Alcantara was a man on a mission. And really, and again, I understand why things do need to play downplayed at points. This is just the sixth game of the season, folks. But the Marlins dropped 3-4 to four to the Mets, and they got run out of their own building last night, losing to the Twins 11-1. to one. This was a big win. This is a very big win, and this was an important game for a ball club with their ace on the mound tonight. They had to find a way to win this thing. And Sandy Alcantara buckled his belt and fastened it just one notch tighter and said, don't worry, fellas, get me one, and I'm going to win the darn thing. And Sandy Alcantara did it here at Lone Depot Park this evening. Minnesota, no runs, three hits, no errors, three men left on base. And for the Miami Marlins, they score a run on three hits with no errors. There were two runners left on base. Sandy Alcantara improves to 1-0 on the season. Kenta Maeda making his return from Tommy John's surgery falls to 0-1. We started this ballgame at 6:43. We finished it at 8:40. That is, to my understanding, the fastest game in Major League Baseball this season. We just played this thing in an hour and 57 minutes in front of 10,668 here at Lone Depot Park 
in Miami. Now for the uh, Marlins pitching staff tonight that included one man. That was Sandy Alcantara. He punched out five, which means $125 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, let's take a listen now to a very, very, very happy Skip Schumacher. Sandy, what does he mean to this team? Um, I mean, we needed a, a definitely a day off in that bullpen. Uh, just been getting hammered and, um, you know, the sub-two-hour game, I think it was. Someone just told me with, uh, you know, watching Sandy, I mean, it's it's nice to be in that side of it. I've seen it on the other side uh, too many times. And, um, yeah, he's, he's just a treat to watch, not only during the game, but... Um, you know, the four days in between, it's just he's a special human and an and, uh, even better player. What was it like watching from the dugout? Yeah, I, I mean, I was starting to look at the pitches. I was like, all right, here we go. He's going to do it to me. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the second start of the season, you don't want to just crush the guy. And um, on the flip side, I know what that means to pitchers to go in the ninth and, and um, you know, finish the thing out and go pole to pole. And, so, um, you know, we had an idea. I, I had an idea that um, Larnack was going to be the, the guy I had Puck ready for, and um, I just thought Sandy was the best, um, the best opportunity for us to win the game, and, um, you know, he made me look good. And what was the biggest adjustment you saw from him between his first start and this one? I don't know if there's um, much of adjustments. It's just he's just, um, you know, he's so prepared, watches video. He's always trying to get better. Um, I don't know what exactly, if there's like a real adjustment. It's just that, you know, he just looks at the start, figures out what he needs to do to get, uh, the, you know, the lineup uh, of the twins out and, and goes about his business. Um, it's so routine-oriented and process I mean, he's just, um, um, I don't think there was just a, a physical type of um, adjustment. It was more just like, you know, I'm going to prepare for the next team. Bobby, okay. like up downs or thing usually, but I guess because it was relatively stress-free, it made it kind of easier decision to send out there? Well, I, I wouldn't say stress-free. It's a pretty good lineup. Um, but, yeah, I, I know what you're saying is you know, there's guys, you know, Taylor on base and a couple of other guys on base that, you know, made it challenging because he they can run, and so he had to dig in a couple times. But, um, you know, some, you know, early outs or quick outs with, um, you know, one or two pitches really helped out. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it was a, a stress-free because that's a, that's, a, that's a really good lineup over there. Yesterday, Abby got a couple of hits opposite field today, the, the homer. Just what you're seeing from, from him in the last couple of days, especially after that rough series against New York. Yeah, in one series to start the year. And, um, you know, he had a, a tough spring training. Uh, he knows, you know, that. And um, trying to work through some stuff with Brant and the hitting group. And um, the preparation has been really good. You know, it's it's a different hitting crew than probably what he's used to. And the preparation's different. And there's a lot more thinking than just the, you know, of how to get um, to that pitcher instead of, like, the mechanics side of it. Um, so trying to eliminate him thinking about his mechanics and just competing against the guy out there is has really been the message and um, and him buying into that part of it. And, you know, even I think that actually the pitch clock's going to work for him. Um, even though he's had a couple of violations, yeah. I actually think it's going to work to get him in the box and just compete and not think about so much the mechanical stuff because he's a really body-aware feel guy. You see him kind of feeling his body a lot. And 
I think the message is like just compete and the BP has been different as far as like how we throw it. Brant and um, the hitting guys have, you know, had some really good ideas and kind of trusting that process to make him get going. And yeah, when you see opposite field uh, hits and using the big part and clicks one on the pole side in the air, um, I think the messaging has been really good and he's buying into the messaging and six games in, you know, and um, but, you know, you're, you're seeing some progress, which is great. Do you recall the last time you were part of a game under two hours, one hour, 50? Never. Minutes? I don't think I've ever, ever been a part of something like this. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because, yeah, I get that the time clock, but I think it was going to be a really fast game no matter, even if without the time clock, right? And I think it would have been, you know, two hours and change. But, no, I've never seen anything like this. This is, this is crazy. I think he had a 2.30 game maybe a couple years ago, Sandy. Like, he's just fast efficient right yeah i think it's it's a good and a bad thing right i think he's fast and then the other guy was fast too so yeah we you know you kind of want long innings on our side sometimes and you don't want it to be so fast on both sides so um yeah just uh you know again fun to watch and you know you want to get a couple more runs to to add some you know a little cushion there but um you know wins a win and um you know those guys are happy inside the in the clubhouse and so are we no, I think the Mets were aggressive as well. And um, I think, you know, Sandy may be a little uncharacteristic being out of the zone um, at times. You could see he was frustrated and um, just not not the normal just pound the strike zone early on. And um, I think teams will. Um, you know, usually the guys that are like Sandy, they kind of attack early because you don't want to get to the secondary. Um, and so you could tell their game plan right away. Gordon lead off the game was, um, you know, he, he attacked right away and you could kind of see what possibly they were going to do to him. Um, you know, and sometimes that really works. You know, I've seen it against uh, Kershaw when I was playing with Kershaw. Uh, some teams would attack early and sometimes they get him. Sometimes you throw a 90 pitch complete game. Um, so that's that's the good thing about um, when you have these aces is they can be you know quick and they go long and um, and uh, the the starter can go long with the aces and and that's exactly what he did. Why do you think Sandy and Stallings work so well together? I'm sorry. Why do you think Sandy and Stallings work so well together? Um, well, this is my first time you know seeing it. Um, obviously, he was in the WBC and, and so he didn't have a, too many starts with us in spring training. A couple starts, I guess, and so you know just watching the relationship and the trust is it's just it's all about trust, and um, you don't see them shake. Um, it's just you know they know that each other is super prepared, and so that's the trust. It's when the one of the other guys isn't as prepared is when you get a lot of the shakes and um, some miscommunications, and you're not ready for it. So I think it, the biggest thing for me is how prepared both those guys are, and that and they just trust each other. And that was Skip Schumacher following the one nothing Miami victory last night against the Minnesota Twins. It's time to check in with the man of the hour, Sandy Alcantara. And his reaction to his complete game shut out. Heroes in the bullpen, you know, getting on the mound, or you know, ninth inning that you knew that you had your like A stuff. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank God for giving me hope through the game. So, since my last outing, you know, couple walks in that game, you know, I just take time to improve. You know, take time with my pitching coach. You know, working on my pants and um, my throwing program. So. And today, you know, I just feel good today, you know, just go outside with my best stuff and attack them. Coming off a start like that, does that motivate, like, you know, opening day didn't motivate you more just because it's, you know, you usually don't pitch that way, for, you know, having four walks? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't like walks anyone. So, you know, I mean, I feel so bad that game when I walk four people. So, and today my mentality was, you know, just go outside, you know, fair piece for try, you know, attacking the hitter, you know, and try to, to finish it. Were you aware, I guess, you were one pitch, I guess, off of having the Maddox, the complete game shutout of under 100 pitches? I don't know if you're aware of that, if you were trying for that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't think about it, you know, just, I mean, I don't know how many pitches I, I had today during the game, so my my focus was, you know, finish the game. Finish the game, you know, it doesn't matter how many pitches I got. So and to the, today I did, you know I mean? I, like you say, I mean, one pitch away to to finish the game, let, we, we less than 100 pitches, so just throw my best. You know, my two seniors you know, hit um, to the middle and I, and I get the double play. Sandy, your relationship with Jacob Stallings, Skip is saying how much you guys trust each other, just how has that developed over last year and what's it like? Uh, so he's a gold glove, you know, I mean, that's the reason why he's here, you know, I mean, and that's the reason why we, we win a Young together, you know, because, I mean, he know my stuff, you know, he know me, you know, I mean, like I said before, so he can just sit there, you know, and he don't have to, to put any sign, you know, because, I mean, he know the pitch that I want to throw, and, and today we did a couple times during the game, so, and we got a, the, the result. Sandy. I was like, did it feel a little bit different uh, having to check where Skip was rather than Donnie to see if he'd be able to go back out there for the night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have uh, that conversation, I mean, uh, in the first day when he came here, Skip, so, I mean, he called me and we were talking about, you know what I mean? He said, hey, I know you like finish all your game, but we got to be, you know what I mean, a little bit smart. So, and today, he let me finish, you know what I mean? I think uh, I feel great about it. He feels good. He feels, he feels great about it, too. And my team feels good today because we win. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I can, get, uh, I can have more opportunity to finish my game. Sandy, this is the fastest uh, game you've ever pitched in a shutout. Do you have somewhere you need to be after the game in order to get real <laughs> <laughs> So just go home. Go home, you know, try to rest, you know, enjoy my family, you know, and have a really good dinner. What's going to be for dinner? I don't know, maybe Dominican dinner. <laughs> Sandy, how nice was it to see uh, Avi starting to pick up some good hits and starting to get going, the big home run today? Just your teammate, how nice is it to see him have success? So, I mean... Uh, when I came to the um, to the locker room today, you know, I mean, I asked everybody how they feel, you know, and everybody say good, you know, and I say, right, because we went today, so that's what I want to see every time, you know, and just say thank you, Gabby, for for that bump today. So I mean, hopefully he can continue to to hit a lot a lot of homers. So not just him, everybody, you know, I mean, I think um, when we we wake up, so we're gonna win a lot of game. That being said, just how is the atmosphere? A lot of new teammates in the clubhouse to start the season. Uh, the energy, you know, I mean, it's really good. I think um, everybody's in the, in the same place, you know. I know we know that we lost um, a lot of back-to-back games, so we know what we got. So everybody feel good, you know. If everybody's healthy, I mean, we can go outside every fifth day or every day and, and battle. Today specifically, was there a pitch that felt better than the others, or were they all equally... You- Point. Everything feels good today. Everything, you know, four seam, two seam, change your slider. I don't throw curve today, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I throw in the pen, so I mean, I just trying to to keep it on my pocket, you know, and because I would need it one day. Speaking of new teammates, uh, you had a couple of new ones that uh, joined you for the World Baseball Classic with the Dominican Republic. Do you think that helped at all? Uh, kind of acclimate to them and then build chemistry for the regular season even started. Yeah, we got Luis Arias, you know what I mean? He he was an MVP last year, so I think uh, he bring a lot of energy um, to the clubhouse. So, 
you guys see what he came doing. So, I mean, he got a lot of game here at Bechi. So, I mean, hopefully he can continue to do that and everybody will feel happy about it. Okay, that was Sandy Alcantara. Tomorrow we're right back at it for the final game of this three-game series between the Marlins and Twins. A familiar foe goes for Minnesota. Pablo Lopez starts for the Twins. He's 1-0. And Jesus Lazardo goes for the Marlins, who pitched five and two-thirds, shutting out the Mets last week. Marlins on deck with me, Steven Strom. Kicks off at 1240. First pitch is set for 110 as the Marlins take on the Twins in their series finale. Make sure to follow at Marlins Radio on Twitter. We hope to have you join us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. Thanks for rewinding with us on Marlins Rewind. This is the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation.